Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday, August the 12th, 2023. It is currently 10.13 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Have you ever been on the internet? Maybe you're on a news site, looking someplace at news articles. Maybe you're on social media and you see something. And there was a time, there was a time when you would see these types of things. You would get upset. You would get angry. You would get mad. Maybe you would go on a full-blown rant. And now when you see it, you're just kind of like, oh, man. You're just kind of exhausted by it. You're just kind of like, you're just tired. You're just defeated. You're just jaded. You're just, fr- you, you're frustrating. You're, I don't even know if you feel frustrated anymore. You almost feel numb. You feel cold. You feel almost dead to it. You just, you just don't care. You, I mean, you care, but you're so beaten down by it that you almost don't care. Like it's this weird, like in between, like, like on one hand, there used to be a time you would be like so angry and now you're still angry, but it's like there's a deadness to it. There's a numbness to it because you're just so fatigued by it. You're just like, oh boy, is it ever going to end? Is it ever going to stop? And you know, it doesn't appear that it's ever going to stop. And it appears it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. Now, I don't know what that thing is for you that has maybe beaten you down and you feel just exhausted by it and you're numb. I don't know what that may be for you. But for me, I have now crossed the line. Right? There was a time. Anytime I would talk about the political hijacking of the American church, there was like anger and frustration and I'm going to fight it and I'm going to speak against it. Now that I'm still angry and I'm still going to probably do what I can to speak against it. But there's almost now like, I, I just don't care anymore. I'm just so tired of it. I'm just so beyond it. But Yesterday, I guess, I don't know, it was all over the place. There's a video of someone standing in a church, supposedly at some kind of conference. The room is full of pastors, and this person speaking tells these pastors to do something in their sermons that, well, it caused the video to go viral. Now, a couple of things. We have a 52-second clip. You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to need my Theology Central detectives to try to find the whole speech, the whole, I'm not going to call it a sermon. I don't know what it is. The whole presentation so that we can rightly judge it and, and we'll give the person as much as the ben- as much benefit of the doubt as possible. What we'll probably do in this particular episode, I'm going to play the 52 second clip just because you've probably seen it. It's all over the place. It's everywhere. I probably have seen it. 50 times, and I haven't even really been looking for it. It's everywhere. But what I'm going to do is not so much try to make a judgment about what was happening there or even the individual speaking. I'm going to just take it as a, well, another, a a symptom of a greater problem. 
Okay. And the reason I'm going to try to do that is because I don't have the full context. I don't know everything going on here because it's a 52 second clip. And obviously, if we can track down the full video and we can get the audio of the full presentation, then we will do a full review. Not because I want to, because let me tell you, I don't want to, but we do so out of fairness, right? I don't like these little drive by, take a clip of someone and then draw all these conclusions. I'm just going to take it so that we can talk about the ongoing problem that I see is happening in the American church. I don't perceive it to get to be getting any better. And I believe it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. And, and I, I think 2024, I think if we were creating a graph of the political hijacking of the American church, I think 2024 may be where we reach the peak. I think 2024 is where we're going to reach the absolute peak. And I don't know what is going to be on the other side of that peak. Do we just, the church finally realizes at the, maybe somewhere at the end of 2024, what have we done? Woe is us. We have, you know, we have turned to the government. We've turned to, you know, we're trusting in horse and chariots instead of trusting in the Lord. We, we, we repent. We've made a horrible mistake. And then the church gets back on track. Or when we reach the peak here, what's on the other side is just the abyss. It's just the cliff and the church just falls. And I don't know, I don't know where it lands and I don't know what it looks like when it lands. I I just believe 2024 really is, I think it's going to be the year of, of the, the, where the political hijacking of the American church reaches a crescendo, reaches a dramatic climax. And I don't know, I don't know. What's on the other side? Now, you you may have a completely different perspective of what is going to happen in 2024. I just cannot see that the political hijacking of the American church gets any better. In fact, I feel it's just continuing to get worse. So I'm going to play this clip. I think I'm not going to introduce it. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to introduce it in any way, shape, or form. Um, other, I'm, In other words, I'm not going to give you the name of the individual speaking or anything like that. Now, heads up, this is very important. Clearly, this video is not, was not recorded. And, and when I say video, I'm, I've got the audio of the video, but the audio comes from a video. The video was recorded, obviously, not using the church's microphone, not using the church's sound system. This was obviously recorded off someone's cell phone. So therefore, the audio is kind of, you know, it's echoey because the cell phone is obviously, it looks like the person videotaping this was maybe on the first or second pew. The person speaking is a little further in front of them. Now he's holding a handheld mic, you know, but obviously the, the recording is not coming from that microphone. So the audio quality of this is absolutely horrific. It's loud enough, but it's just not clear enough. So you're going to have to listen because it's only 52 seconds. I may play this a multiple times so that we can, so you can hear what was said. Some of you are going to probably shrug your, shrug your shoulders and be like, yeah, who cares? Where I obviously, I'm bothered by it greatly. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm bothered by it because I'm so, well, I'm, I'm, I'm so tired of it. I just don't understand why the church has turned into such a political entity. It's no longer the bride of Christ. I say it all, all the time. The bride of Christ has laid down and prostituted itself to the Republican Party, 
Now you can talk about, well, about the liberal churches that gone woke, the liberal churches who quote unquote went woke, the liberal churches who turned to liberal po- political ideology, they'd already abandoned historical Christianity. Those liberal churches had already left Christianity. So why wouldn't they give themselves over to a political ideology? They abandoned the word of God. So I don't worry about them. I, I would deal with them more from a theological perspective. What I am perplexed by is these conservative churches who hold up their Bibles, who supposedly have good doctrinal statements, but they don't realize that they're prostituting themselves to the Republican Party, to Christian nationalism. They're taking the bride of Christ and turning it into a prostitute for political power, gain, and influence. And it's just become... I, it's become such the norm now that I don't think anyone even cares or get bothers anymore. And I'm just almost just numb to the whole thing. But here we go. I don't know exactly when this occurred. Um, I'll have to, I don't think the notes I have uh, gives me much information. I know who the speaker is. So I'll give you the information about the speaker in just a minute. I can tell you this, the speaker was a part of the Trump administration, if that tells you anything. And of course, you know, <laughs> If you're a part of the Trump administration, I think, you know, you're pretty close, you know, in the minds of some Christian, you know, in the minds of some Christian. And I hate to say this, but they basically act like, you know, Trump is actually God. And I guess the people in his administration that he still supports and he still likes are, you know, kind of make up the Trinity, I guess. And and you say, well, that's just ridiculous. No, I'm I'm sorry. You some Trump supporters are borderline. I mean, if they don't if they can't see their own idolatry, I don't know what to do. I mean, at this point, Trump could, I mean, literally, he could commit any crime he wanted to and Christians would still, we've, we're far from the days where character matters and we need character in the, in the white. No, we don't care about character. We just, we just, I don't even know. I don't know what Christians want anymore. I know. I know what I want is, I don't know, to, to get back to the days when our bigger, their biggest issues in the churches were fighting over worship styles, music, and theology, you know, and different church growth methods. Uh, those were the good old days. Now, it's like, I don't even know if the church is the church anymore, because, you know, I don't, is, does that say church, or does that say Republican headquarters? Because I can't tell, does that say church, or does that say Fox News? Does that say church or does that say Newsmax? Does that say church or does that say Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones? I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. But here we go. Here's the clip. You have to listen carefully. I have it cranked all the way up. I'll give you a second to get, to get ready. Here we go. Listen carefully. Our Constitution. Our Constitution. If you read our Constitution, and you should. In fact, you should. Put the Bible aside and read the Constitution during some of your sermons. Just read pieces of it. Why? Why? Because if you study our, you study our Constitution, I mean study, you study the Federalist Papers, you study the, the, the writings of our founders, writings as, as deep as, as reading the letters from our founding fathers to their wives or to their, to their children. They're fascinating. And the, the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence are based primarily on the Bible. They are. I mean, they are. We do this. There's no doubt about it. Okay? All right. So he's telling pastors, set aside your Bible and read the Constitution 
during your sermons. I'm being told by someone that when I go to church tomorrow, instead of me opening my Bible to Jeremiah chapter 19, I should possibly set that aside to read, I guess, study and teach the Constitution of the United States of America. I I wonder if churches in other countries should do that. Should they read our constitution or should they read their constitution? I I don't know, because this seems to me and somehow imply that Christianity now, the church's job is to teach the the founding documents of the United States of America, that we, the, the way we equip saints is now setting aside the word of God for the Bible. Now, again, I don't know the full context here. But I will say this, that that is once again another example to me, at least that the small context or we'll, I've got to be very careful how I say this because we don't have the full context. So we need to find the full context. But let me say this. Once again, it just shows to me that the American church continues down this path of Christian nationalism and down this path of politically turn or turning the church over to political parties. The church has prostituted itself. The church has built an idol. Our idol is the American flag. Our idol is Trump. Our idol is the Republican Party. Our idol is Fox News. Our idol is Tucker Carlson. And and I don't understand why this has occurred other than the church literally just abandoning God for the sake of country. Now, they say that they're they're trying to save the country for God, but no, no, no. They're literally abandoning God and replacing their, their worship, their adoration, their love to country. And it, it, it's, it's disgusting. And I'm so fatigued and tired by it. I, I don't even have the words anymore to express my frustration with it. I really don't. But but let me give you some basic information. The person speaking there, if you did not know, was Michael Flynn. All right. He's a retired Army Lieutenant General and one time National Security Advisor to Donald Trump. Now, Michael Flynn has been in the news before. Michael Flynn has been in the news because there's lots of discussions about how he is, well, basically being accused by some religious leaders of distorting Christianity. All right. Um, prominent Christian leaders accuse Trump allies of spreading misinformation, everything from election, um, distorting Christian teachings and what they call reawaken America events. Reawaken America events. Now that was back last summer. That was the summer of 2022. So I don't know when Michael Flynn supposedly said these words. I don't have a date. And of course, people, you know, a lot of the people posting this are not posting the fuller context. So we need to try to find when Michael Flynn told pastors, set aside your Bible and read the Constitution during your sermons. If we can find the full message, great. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I think it has to be a Reawaken America event. That's what I think it has to be. I I think they're going on in 2023. I don't keep up with them because I think they're an abomination. And I don't know why any church would even allow anything like this within 
you know, anyway, I wouldn't even allow it in the parking lot. I wouldn't allow it any, I wouldn't want it anywhere near my church because I think it's an, an abomination. And I think it's, it's absolutely, it's reprehensible. It's, it's, I'll go so far to say it's blasphemous. I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm opposed to it, but guess what? In the video, guess what you see up on the platform? Guess what you see, ladies and gentlemen? You see the American flag. Now, I know I've been railing against that basically my whole Christian life. I've never understood why the American flag is inside a church. I don't understand it. I don't know why an American flag is anywhere on church property. I don't understand. It's a church. We lift up the cross. We lift up Christ. We lift up him who was crucified for us. We lift up the proclamation of God's word. We lift up the teaching of God's word. We're there about exposition of God's word, learning it, studying it. It's a place of prayer. It's a place a place of praise. It's a place of worship. It's not a place to somehow exalt the flag or exalt the nation. I've seen churches where people stand up to say the pledge of the allegiance, pledge of allegiance. What in the world is that? How, why would that even happen in the church? I've seen churches where they sing patriotic hymns. How dare that happens? What are we doing? We're not there to sing praise to the country. We're not there. No, that none of that should be within a church. And for me, this is just my own personal feelings. That's like a bridge too far. I'm walking out and I'm probably never coming back. I'm not going to sit there and look at what the church turn into a propaganda machine for our Republican Party or for, for patriotism. The Bible does not call me to promote, preach, teach patriotism. It calls me to preach Christ and him crucified. It's called for, for me to equip saints so there no longer be children tossed to and fro. It's called me to handle the word of God and rightly divide it. But this stuff happens. So I'm going to play it one more time. So just so that you can hear it. I don't I really don't know what to add to this other than just letting you know this is continuing, but I'm, I'm making my prediction 2024 is going to be, this is when all of this, this is when the hype, political hijacking of the church finally reaches its peak. I, I really believe that 2024 is, is where it happens. And I don't know what comes after. All right. But here we go. Let's play it one more time. Our constitution. Our Constitution, if you read our Constitution, and you should, in fact, you should put the Bible aside and read the Constitution during some of your sermons. Just read pieces of it. Why? Why? Because if you study our, you study our Constitution, I mean study, you study the Federalist Papers, you study the, the, the writings of our founders, writings as, as deep as, as reading the letters from our founding fathers to their wives or to their to their children. They're fascinating. And the, the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence are based primarily on the Bible. They are. I mean, they are. It is, there's no doubt about it. Okay? Yeah, so let's set aside the Bible for documents that are, according to him, 
primarily based on the Bible. Well, let's set aside the actual Bible and read documents that are, get us are primarily based on the Bible. Well, why wouldn't I just then read the Bible and not go with the documents that are supposedly primarily writ, writ based off the Bible? And why would I set aside the inspired, inerrant, infallible word of God for a document written by men that is not inspired, not infallible, and not inerrant? Why? Because we're casting we're casting the treasures that God has given to us aside to clutch the nationalism. Uh, well, yeah, are they based on the Bible, really? I mean, we could get into a whole discussion. That's a whole debate on whether they are or aren't. We could get into major discussions about that. And if they are based on the Bible, what part of the Bible are they based off of? Like, And then... Do you go back and look at all the founding fathers and how many were truly biblical Christians and how many were held to all kinds of other different ideas? I mean, we could get into all kinds of discussions about that. I know this. Why would I cast aside the Bible for, well, the Constitution? I don't know. I don't know why you would do that. I don't understand why you would do that, but... That is what we were just asked to do. Supposedly in that clip, I'm more than willing to admit, maybe he said something before, maybe he said something after that added clarity. And by all means, if we can find the full clip, please find it, email it to me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's Michael Flynn. All right. Again, Michael Flynn was the one time, What uh, I always forget what he did in the Trump administration. Um, I have it written down. The one-time national security advisor. The one-time national security advisor. And he's already been accused. As of last year, there were already news articles. And even many religious leaders, he's misrepresenting Christian teaching. And he's spreading misinformation from the election was stolen, lie, and all of the other nonsense. Because it's conspiratorial thinking, you know, political ideology. All of it is, you know... Is everywhere, and so many Christians have embraced every bit of it, and it's just become absolutely maddening. It has, it's become just that. So, I don't know what else to say about it other than I wanted you to at least hear it. If you can find the full clip, again, I think it I th possibly is one of those, you know, reawaken America conferences. I'm, a, I'm, I'm assuming they're going on this summer of 2023. I try to not pay attention, but if they are and you can find out where that occurred, uh, you can probably just look up Michael Flynn tells pastors to set aside the Bible for the Constitution. You'll probably there's probably a million things on Google. I haven't done much looking for it. I, I saw the clip showing up everywhere and I just grabbed the clip and, you know, grabbed the audio of it so we can see what we can find and we can, you know, well, probably be an absolute disaster to review that. But if we have to, we will we'll have to. But here's what I will just try to end with for this very quick episode. Um, 2024, the church, the politically hijacked church, the hijacking of the church with politics, that that whole situation reaches its peak. It reaches the very top. And I don't know what's on the other side. And I will, so I, I think that's one thing to look forward to. And another thing to look forward to, or to be, when I say look forward to, look look out for, be aware that it's coming. So 2024, it's only going to get worse with the political hijacking of the church. We're going to reach the peak of it. And I don't know what comes after. And you feel free to give me your hypotheses on what comes after. But if, 
President, the former President Trump, <laughs> the former President Trump, if you listen to QAnon and others, he's still the president. He's actually still running the government, but he's running the government, but everything the government is doing is they, they is wrong, but he's still the president. Okay. All right. I can't, I can't keep up with QAnon conspiracy theories. All right. But whatever. The former president, Donald Trump is facing some serious indictments. I think it's like 77, 78 now, more coming uh, probably next week from Georgia. His possible time in prison, if you add it all up, could be something like, I don't know, 600 years. He could be going to prison forever. If If the former president is found guilty and goes to prison, I don't know what happens. In fact, it's kind of scares me a little bit. It's kind of frightening because many of those who support Trump will lose their ever living minds. And many of them are sitting in your church. I hope they're not sitting in my church because they're been so politically hijacked. Their minds have been so brainwashed by the cult of Trump. They can't even see that it's a cult. They can't even see reality. They can't even speak of Trump or talk about Trump in anything close to a biblical mindset. It's just Trump, 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 Trump. And they always will make excuses. Well, you know, I mean, what's my options? I mean, I don't know what to do. I mean, I got to choose something. You don't have to do anything, actually, except live out your life as a Christian. You're not commanded or ordered or told anywhere in scripture that you must vote or that you must support a political party. It's nowhere in scripture. And now, in fact, it says you're not of this world. In fact, it tells you that you're not a, you're a citizen in heaven. It tells you that you're to follow Christ. Now you're commanded to submit to the government, right? Oh, but, 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 but we only submit to the government when we like it. We don't submit to the government when we don't. So we can't even get to a discussion there, but you're never told to vote. So when Christians are like, well, what was my choices? I don't know. Live your life out as a Christian and not worry about it. Oh, oh, you're, 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 you're not fulfilling your responsibility as a citizen. Who said that's my responsibility as a citizen? Who came up with that rule? It's not scriptural. You may believe that's true. And when people say, oh, you don't support your country, just back off when people, if you're going to email me and say that, 19 years in the United States military, active duty, then everything that happened to me, now I'm a disabled vet, don't don't even get, don't even go there. Then I I continue to, to, oh, don't even, just stop, just stop. Okay, I wore wore the uniform, I served the country, I'm a disabled vet because of what happened. Just, Just don't. Don't tell me I didn't support the country. Now, if you want to vote, that's okay. But doesn't mean you have to vote like, oh, my choices are are Trump or Biden. There's always third party. There's always other candidates out there that may not even have a chance to win. But then you can vote for someone maybe you feel more comfortable with if you feel so, if you feel that that's what you must do. But I don't know what happens if Trump gets not just he's already indicted. If he goes to trial and is found guilty and they, they he gets arrested. Oh, oh, I don't even know what's going to happen. I don't even know what's going to happen. Now, what happens outside of the church? That could be frightening. I don't want another January 6th. I don't want another situation like that. I don't want violence. I don't want anything like that. And I'm not going to make any prediction of what's going to happen there because I don't know for sure, but I'm concerned. My issue is what happens to the church? 
What happens to the church at large who has overwhelmingly the white evangelical church has been on the Trump bandwagon. I mean, they got him the one elected in the first place. It's the church who has promoted the the election was stolen conspiracy theory. It's the church, the church, the church who's been so mixed up in all of this. What happens when their idol goes to prison? Does Does the church go, okay, well, that's over. Let's get back to Christ. Let's get back to doctrine. Let's get back to theology. Or does it just disintegrate into some, you know, fringe, crazy, lunatic, I don't know. I don't know what it turns into. So that's what I'm watching. The, the hijacking of the church reaches the peak in 2024. I don't know what's on the other side. And then we watch carefully Trump being not just indicted, because that's already happened, what, three times? Fourth one's coming next week. Him being arrested, like he's found guilty. I don't know what happens then. Now, many of you can speak to this better than I can, right? Because I'm 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 the one behind a microphone. I'm the one, you know, I'm 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 you know standing behind the pulpit. It's the people in the pew. You're the ones talking to each other. You know how your fellow Christians are talking about the indictments or the possible arrest of Donald Trump or, or, or the 2024 election. You know what they're saying. You know how they're talking. You probably can give me more insight than I can provide you on this. You know, because a lot of the people, especially in my church, they're not going to talk to me about it, right? Because they know my views. They know how I hate the political, the politicizing of American Christianity. They, so they're not going to tell me what they're thinking or what they're feeling. They're not, but they'll tell each other. So in your church, I don't know if it's coming from the pulpit, that's even more dangerous. But even if it doesn't come from the pulpit, what, come on. Next time you're, you know, a quote unquote standing around the water cooler at church or the coffee pot or whatever, wherever you stand around at church and talk, just trying to listen and see what people are saying. Because I think that's really, 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 I think that's the most concerning part is what's coming. I don't think the concerning part is what Michael Flynn just said. I think the concerning part, we haven't seen it yet. I don't think we have seen how bad it's going to get. And I already get emails from people going, I just want my church back. I just want my church back. What happened to my church? It's like one day it's Jesus and scripture and theology. And then all of a sudden now it's America and Trump and politics and the election was stolen and, and, you know, COVID is all a fraud and, 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 you know, don't, we're not going to listen to the government. Like it all it turned into like an episode of Alex Jones. And they're like, I don't know what happened. I don't know either. All right. I'll stop there. I wish I, I, know, I, wish I knew what else to say. We'll end with this. We'll end with this. I'm going to play the clip one more time so you can hear it one last time. And you can process it on your own. You can draw your own conclusions. And feel free to email me, newsif at yahoo.com. But this is at least a, I'm not going to say a perfect example of what's going on in the American church. I mean, if we had the fuller context, maybe I would say. But here is at least a concerning red flag of what is happening in the American church and what I think is only about to get worse. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Michael Flynn 
speaking at a church, telling pastors what they should do tomorrow and their sermons. Here we go. Our Constitution, our Constitution, if you read our Constitution, and you should, in fact, you should put the Bible aside and read the Constitution during some of your sermons. Just read pieces of it. Why? Why? Because if you study our you study our Constitution, I mean study it. You study the Federalist Papers. You study the, the, the writings of our founders. Writings as, as deep as, as reading the letters from our founding fathers to their wives or to their, to their children. They're fascinating. And the, the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence are based primarily on the Bible. They are. I mean, they are. It is, there's no doubt about it. Okay? Thanks for listening. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, and I would just tell you, be concerned, be worried. Okay, well, I'm not supposed to tell you to be worried. Be concerned and be aware of what is happening around you in the American church and be looking out for where things are headed in 2024 because... I don't think they're going to get better. I think it's going to get much, much worse. I hope that I'm wrong. Thanks for listening. God bless.